No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, a radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Always a good time with you on the radio, Brian, because I learned so much, and I always enjoy our time here today. We've been doing this about seven years or so, and this has become habit for a lot of people, and we're glad they're out there because we've got so much to talk about, and it occurs to me that no matter how much talk we do, Brian, we just never really get it all in, do we? There's a lot to this. Uh, funny you say that because I was sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, we talked before the show about what we we're going to talk about. And I'm like, well, we're not going to get that in in an hour. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I got too much to say, you know. <laughs> and one thing I am excited about is, you know, I think over the last year or so, some of the listeners with really good radios are going, oh, he sounds a little tinny. Uh, well, that's true because I've been last year recording out of my home office, which right. has got a glass wall. And, you know, glass walls aren't the best recording. Recording studios, Jeff. No, I don't know if you not. knew that. Because your recording studio, our recording studio, has those great soundproofing uh, walls and, and so forth and it acoustics does. and everything. Yeah. So you sound great. I don't, but <laughs> I'm getting my immunization soon. So yeah. hopefully uh, the sound quality will, will improve here in the near, near future when I can come back to, to the studio. Well, I'm going to be glad to have you back here in the man cave. As you know, you've poked your head in a couple of times here. It just gets better 
better every week. But yeah, it is soundproof. But I think, you know, the 1940 Philco stand-up radio makes it sound better. Hey, by the way, I got the uh, A-Track player just the other day. So we got some tapes. Oh, we can cool. We can rock out in here, too. Yeah, this. I got a different kind of... Uh, I've got antiques in my office. I've been starting to collect these antique Bibles. Yeah. And they're really cool because they're like 13 pounds. Wow. And they got those gold metal clasps and, yeah. and all this gold inlay and the inlaid leather cover. They're really actually uh, quite the art piece, I think. And so I've got those kind of sitting around here. But uh, yeah, your studio has the antique TVs and radios and 8-track <laughs> tapes and telephones and all that stuff. It's kind of fun. So I'm really excited to have you back here in that Bible. I'm telling you, that is a work of art. When, uh, you know, the inauguration took place, my wife was looking at the Bible. He puts his hand on it, and I said, that's a great Bible, but I think Brian's is probably a little better than that, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, I saw, yeah, Joe Biden had a, one of those 13-pounders there. But, you know, it had been used a lot. Mine are more uh, artistic, I would say, than less used. But, yeah, they're really cool. They have color pictures in them. And wow. people will put their family histories in them and such. And it's really interesting. Uh, the illustrations in them are fantastic sometimes. And so, yeah, it's really interesting to leaf through those. Yeah, well, that's part of the legacy that you'll leave for your ancestors as well, too. And with little notes and things that you might put in there and loose leaf paper, I can't think of a better thing to, you know, really sort of illustrate what your life was all about than something like that. So we're here with our listeners today on Growing Your Wealth. Brian, we could talk all day about these personal things, but I know our listeners enjoy that, but they want to know what is going on with their money, what is going on with the economy, what's going on with the market. And as you said, you're about to get your immunization. I'm about to get my second immunization. A lot of people have gotten their shots. And I think it's going to open up for the general populace here in about a month or so. People are beginning to get back to work. The economy is humming along pretty good. What do you see this summer look like? What do you see the fall look like? Where are we headed with all this? Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. In fact, I was just talking to my best friend. He owns a chain of luxury hotels throughout Western Canada. And, you know, of course, he had to shut everything down. And he owns restaurants and, you know, he's, he's got a lot going on. But he was talking about, it, he says, this thing is going to blow up here. Mm-hmm. People are so pent up. My hotels, my restaurants, everything's going to be packed for two years to come. No question. Rates are going up. There's going to be uh, fighting to get rooms, you know, and how do they monitor, you know, how many people come? Well, you change your price. If the, you know, Hyatt charges hundred dollars a night well they're full 100 percent of the time they want to be uh you know 90 percent full so what's that break even well it might be 450 a night okay well that's the price well if everybody wants that now it's 650 a night you know that's mm-hmm. That's how things are priced out. And he even said, you know, right now you go out and really nice steak and it's $50 or whatever. Yeah. If they charge $90 for that same steak, he says, I'm paying it because I'm just happy to get a reservation because I can't get one, you know. And and he's right. I'm, I'm seeing this. Just recently went to Hawaii and you couldn't get a reservation within a week mm-hmm. anywhere. And things, uh, the real estate market's popping there. Everything's really growing. So I, I think that there's a big pent-up demand Building costs are going up because there's been supply chain disruption. So people can't get stuff. Everybody's trying to work on their house. They can't get the materials. They can't get the laborers. They, they can't order furniture because the supply chain's messed up there. So everybody wants the goods and services. And I, I think prices are actually going to go way up mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite. You normally with a recession, you think, okay, well, prices are going to be depressed and labor rates depressed. And no, I think uh, we had a temporary one, but coming out of it, we're going to see the reverse in hyperspeed. 
Brian, setting aside the personal aspect of COVID-19, those people who became ill and those people who lost their lives, from more of an economic standpoint, COVID-19 was not good in the short term. But do you think in the long term that COVID-19 really spurred this economy to pick up even greater than it would have picked up had COVID-19 never happened? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That COVID-19 was a terrible thing, right. <laughs> just period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was horrible. But with every bad thing, everything has good and bad attributes. There's nothing that that I can think of. And so some of the good things, and we have to look. Okay, was there anything good out of this? Well, families may have got closer. Although you know, some of them said, "I I can't stand being with you 24/7. We need yeah. a divorce." You know, I don't. A lot I know of great, those rates went. A lot up. of great divorce out there. Yeah. Yeah, but people. Are are changing their priorities, what they think is important. Like, for instance, I stopped watching televised sports. I mean, I, I don't know how many hours I wasted in my life watching games. <laughs> I didn't really care who, who won. Yeah. And now I'm looking at that go, why would I do that with my time? There's so much to do. I'm looking around my house. There's so much to do around here. And people are working on their house more or visiting with each other more than they did before or just making priority changes. So that will have an effect on the economy as far as where we, we put our time and and what we value and where we spend our money accordingly. So I think there'll be some changes. People that are looking to get back to work, they might look at it a little differently and say, okay, I might have some opportunities now that I didn't have before based upon how people's spending habits might be changing. Brian, with the economy picking up, the market picking up, and a bright future here, I was talking with someone the other day who mentioned the fact that their financial advisor is watching the market all the time. I mean, they're watching it by the hour and making changes every day. Is that a prudent thing to do to really have such a reactionary standpoint to the market like that, always constantly tweaking? Or do you just, you know, set off on a solid plan and just, you know, follow that route? Well, yeah, that's a great question because there, there's two schools of thought on this. You know, one is investment advisors should be looking at the market 24-7, tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it. That's what they're paid to do. I don't agree. Personally, I think that there's so much more to financial planning than tweaking the market on a day-by-day basis, uh, meaning that, you know, we talk about the, the toolbox on this show. Isn't it more important maybe to know when you should retire, if you should retire, how you should retire? Should you go part-time, full-time? When you should take Social Security? Should you have uh, investments outside of the market? Should you do 1031 exchanges with your real estate? What about gifting strategies, charitable or legacy, estate planning? Should you have trust in your wealth? You know, I could go on and on. Life insurance, you know, what kind, which which ones? Should you leverage it? Should you not? I go on and on. I've, I've got 150 topics I'm going to record on, on all these non-stock market tweaking attributes of, of financial planning. And I think that is way, you know, that's 90 plus percent of financial planning to me. And the reason I can say that too, is some people might go, well, what's more important than tweaking my assets and such? If you look at the returns of mutual funds, large cap U.S. mutual funds, and compare it to the S&P 500, which is just a market cap weighted computer index of stocks. It's not looking at anything. It's not looking at just how big are you? That's all it looks at. Compared to mutual funds that are managed by, you know, I got people come my used to come to my office and oh, we've been doing this for 150 years, you know, or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. They typically don't even beat the index. So you got all these big companies out there, these big mutual funds. And well, how'd you do next to the index? Oh, we were 100 basis points below. Okay. Or 100, you know, that's 1%. 
uh, 1% above. Okay. How about the year before? 1% below. How about before that? Two above. And then how about before that? Two below. You know, they're, they're kind of all in a typical range because that's kind of how it works. So I don't know that there's all that much. I mean, certainly you could pick the right stock if that's what you're doing. There's no question. But if you're just managing big groups of stocks or, or all of that, I've not seen a lot of evidence that active management significantly or even does at all outperform passive management when you have all the other 95% of topics I think are more important to address. And that's not to say that you don't keep an eye on the market and you don't keep an eye on what is going on out there and make changes when necessary. But if I'm hearing you correctly, Brian, what you're saying is that you start out with a good, solid investment plan and you stay that course. But if there is a little bump in the road, you're not afraid to take a detour, right? Oh, I made lots of adjustments last year. I didn't do any day by day, right. but there were several times I adjusted and I adjusted between sectors. You know, I might have okay. said, okay, I don't, I don't want high dividend and small cap and foreign stocks right now. I want more tech stocks or telecommunications or biotech or whatever. No, you can make adjustments like that. No, no question. And setting the right percentages. I mean, it's not set it, forget it. It's, you know, because what if you set it and you've got 70% in bonds? Well, I wouldn't agree with that with anybody right now. I don't think bonds are going to do well. So getting the right percentages set and how much do I want in large cap U.S., for instance, if it's, you know, 30 percent in large cap U.S., then whatever large cap U.S. funds I pick are going to be relatively close to each other in performance, typically. But setting that percentage is more important than which ones I picked uh, when you have a broad market basket of, of stocks within that area. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPH. Our radio program here is called Growing Your Wealth. Glad you could join us again this week. If you're looking to hire a financial advisor, maybe you want a second look at the plan that you already have, $500,000 or more, simply give the firm a call here at Madrona Financial 844-MADRONA for your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. You can also request that online, of course, at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona 
Arizona Financial Services, and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to start by talking about the local real estate market. Yeah, Brian, that is something that is incredibly on fire these days. I mean, it's been on fire in the past, but I I don't know that I've really seen it like this. In Snohomish County, I mean, year-to-year increases in value or sale prices 16%, maybe even more in some places like that in checking markets across the country. It seems to be the same way. And you know, COVID-19, I thought that would have really had a negative impact on the real estate market, but it has been absolutely the opposite. What do you attribute this great growth to? Well, you didn't see the logic in the the following. Jeff, we're going to have a global pandemic. Everything's going (laughs) to shut down. We're going to have a huge recession, one of the biggest of our lifetime, record unemployment. We're going to have record stock markets, and you're not going to be able to buy a house because there's 30 people bidding on it. That's amazing. I don't see. (laughs) You didn't see that coming, Jeff? I don't see the connect there at all. That's a tough one to connect, isn't it? I was speaking uh, with a realtor friend of mine, Kathy McLeod with Windermere, and Uh and she was telling me about some of the stories she had. She was trying to help a friend buy a house, and and, uh, it was listed for sale for $600,000. And boy, they got up to gumption to offer six fifty, dollars and it turns out there was, I don't know, 20-something and it yeah. wasn't even a great family home, she said. She thought it'd be good because it's a single guy, you know, and there was, I think, 20-something offers on it. It ended up selling for seven ninety-five cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so she said, I can't. It's just impossible for buyers. Everything's getting bid up, 150000 uh, just regular houses, nothing special about them. It, it's nuts. And you think, well, is that just a Seattle thing? And certainly there's something to that because we live in a, and I I've been talking to a lot of clients about this. We live, we don't live in the normal United States of America. No. We live in the place where the big city has these companies that are called, I don't know, Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, Costco, you know, go right. on and on about how many essentially world leader companies are right here. They pay a lot of money to a lot of people. We have finances in Seattle market that's almost unrivaled globally. San Francisco's there, maybe LA's there, you know, and there's certain places that are, but not a lot of them like like it is in Seattle. So now that COVID has opened up remote working, people aren't necessarily going to ne- have to buy a you know million and a half starter home in Bellevue or Seattle. They can go out to the suburbs and go, well, gee, for a million and a half out here, I can get a dream house or yeah. you know, something really nice. And so that's heating up the suburbs, of course. And so that's what we're seeing locally. But what's interesting is nationally, I'm seeing the same thing. People are saying, well, I could move to Snohomish or, you know, some Puyallup or wherever, Gig Harbor. Or I could move to Idaho. I love going to Idaho, but I've always thought, well, I can't move here because I can't get a job here. Well, now you can take your job with you. It's on your computer. And, you know, I can move to Montana. I can move to Texas, Tennessee, North Carolina, 
Florida, Hawaii, all of these areas are booming because people are going, I can live in these places that I've always thought were super awesome mm -hmm. and I can take my job with me now. So that has been an enormous change nationally. Right. Is it because of interest rates as well, too? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, sub 3% interest rates, I don't know that they've really crept up that much, but money is so cheap these days. Is that driving this real estate boom? And do you think that the real estate boom will continue once these rates go up a little bit? There are uh, several factors that are they're driving it up, and that is absolutely one. I mean, if rates were you know 9% like they were the first time I bought a house, you wouldn't see this, but they're very low. So people are able to get cheap money and leverage that for 30 years with a 30-year mortgage. Okay, well, there's a big one right there. Another one that occurs to me is the cost of building. It used to be that people, well, we're going to sell our house and build. Everybody's going to build their house. Mm -hmm. So I had so many people, yeah, we're building house. We bought a lot. We're building a house. Uh, how much you paying per foot? Oh, we were told $100, but I'm going to do a lot of that myself and probably 70 bucks a foot. And I pencil it out and like, okay, I, I can see the wisdom in that. Well, now it's like, good luck. Okay. $100. Ha ha. You can build an outhouse for that. 200. Uh, -uh. 300. Maybe. Uh, 350. Probably, you know, prices of materials and labor, qualified labor, have skyrocketed. A lot costs have skyrocketed. So now you put that all together and you go, yeah, we're going to build a 2,500 square foot house, just a modest house on a lot that we bought. And, and by the time they start adding up the figures of, of what that costs, you know, they probably, when they bought the lot, uh, they were thinking, well, we're going to put 400 grand into this place or so. And now it's over a million. Right. <laughs> well, wait a second. I don't have a million dollars to build a house. So I have hardly have anybody talking to me about building a house anymore. Mm -hmm. because of the change to material costs and labor costs, subcontractor costs, even if you can get a subcontractor because they're all busy because everybody's fixing up their, their houses because prices have gone up. Right. So now you don't have a lot of options to build your own house versus buying a house and just fixing it up. Yeah, and talking about real estate across the country, I'm originally from Ohio and a lot of my family lives back there, but they have seen an appreciation in uh, property values there that are much greater than they have had historically. Yeah, yeah, real estate is hot all over the country. Considering that fact, Brian, is this a good time, do you think, to invest in real estate? Well, this is going to be a, a life planning kind of thing because in the areas that are popular, you know, it's not everywhere in the country. You, you're not going to go to Chicago or you know New York or or certain places of the country and see your prices are going way up, up, up. You know, there's there's a lot of places that the people are moving from and they're moving to these desirable spots that I mentioned. So if you're planning on buying in those areas, maybe you're buying your dream home or buying a second home or whatever. I don't see in particular areas prices going down anytime soon. I, I don't know what's going to disrupt this from people continuing this demographic shift into desirable areas that have been underrepresented previously. So, you know, I can't say, you know, every situation is different and every house is different, but just because prices have gone up doesn't mean you shouldn't be looking at it. And same thing with the stock market. You know, if you bought the Dow when it was 1,000 and it went to 2,000, I remember reading all these articles, oh, it's gone up too much. It shouldn't ever be 2,000. Well, what's it now? 30-something thousand. You know, it's like, okay, I guess even though prices had gone up, maybe it was still okay to buy because they weren't going to stop going up. 
Brian, I can hear the wheels turning in some of our listeners' minds out there with interest rates so low, as you said, getting money below 3%. And we've talked about leverage and arbitrage before. Does it make sense to borrow money to put down on a house with the bet that you're going to make more in appreciation from the house than the interest that you're going to pay on borrowing that money? Yeah, it'd be the the rents, the net rents, and the appreciation that you're counting on exceeding the interest rate that you're paying. And if you do that calculation, it doesn't. Don't buy that house if it's investment property, because virtually any investment property you have, you would plan on. You know, even if it appreciates three percent a year and you get uh, positive rents, well, if you're paying three percent, you're you're ahead. You know, it's it's kind of an easy calculation there. But most people don't have the option of paying cash. They, they have to go with a, a down payment using leverage to increase your portfolio value. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough call because there's a lot of other things that go into it. If you're listening to this and go, I'm 75 years old, I'm going to go out and buy some rental houses. Brian says they're going to go up in value. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's a great idea for you, mister uh, or miss. Uh, that You're not going to be around to fix these, you know, 15 years from now. You don't want to do that. But if you're 35, yeah, you might consider that. So, I mean, if it's in your plan, to own real estate in the future, all I'm saying is now would probably be a better time to buy in a lot of areas than two years from now or five years from now. That's all I'm saying. That if that's part of your plan, then don't put it off just because, oh, it's so pricey. I hear this all the time. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. I'm like, what did you read that tells you that things will be less expensive in the future than they are today? <laughs> I mean, have you, you watched an old movie? You know, how much is it to rent a room here? Uh, 25 cents a night? Yeah, right. <laughs> how much for a steak dinner? A nickel. Okay. Prices go up. <laughs> Things go up in value. You know, it's, it's that's not news. They always have. They always will. Yeah, you can still get a $2 steak, I guess, in uh, Las Vegas or some places. Uh, that's an old saying. No, I can guarantee you, you can't. My, my buddy from Canada, I mentioned, he really? was going to find one of those $5 buffets. And we would go around all day. I just about killed him. Because I was starving, <laughs> you're pulling in the next place, or I'm, I'm going to smack you in the back of the head. And he he finally saw I was serious, and so there's a we place. never find a found our five dollar buffet. Yeah, there's a place in Amarillo, Texas. We've been through before, and it is this steak. I I don't know. I think it's like five pounds or something like that, and it costs oh, like five bucks or whatever. If you can eat the whole five pound steak, the steak is free. But you know, real estate is going up all around the country. And as you said, if you're 35, 40, maybe 45 years old, you want to buy investment real estate, that is one thing because you've got time. But if you're 75 and you've got some real estate, I see more and more signs of people selling real estate these days to take advantage of uh, the hot real estate market right now. You can still be in real estate if you get out of selling actively managed real estate by doing a Delaware statutory trust. And we'll talk a little bit about that in our next segment. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, if you want a second opinion about the financial plan that you've got. If you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, why not give Madrona Financial a chance to take a look at your portfolio and see if they can make it better. The number to call to get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan is 844-MADRONA. 844-MADRONA. Also online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before 
and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, social security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review at 1-844-MADRONA. That's one 1- 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics, nothing in particular. Well, I want to start off by piggybacking on our first segment there, Brian, and that was real estate. The fact that the market is so hot, you know, if you're 75 years of age and you've got investment real estate, probably time to pass it on to someone else. Previous shows, we've talked about the Delaware Statutory Trust. So I want to review that just a little bit and whether or not that that market is as hot as it once was. First of all, can you explain in a nutshell what a DST really is? Yeah, DST is just a property that you can do a Section 1031 exchange into. A Section 1031 exchange is where you sell investment real estate, meaning not your principal residence or second home, but an investment, a rental house or an office building or some a farm or something like that. So something, investment real estate, you can sell it, not pay the income tax when you sell it by reinvesting the proceeds into another investment property. A DST is just another investment property. So for instance, you can sell your rental houses and buy an office building. You sell your office building and buy a farm. You can sell your farm, buy DSTs. You can sell your DSTs, buy a rental house again. You know, So it's just another property that qualifies to do that with. 
Having said that, the people that generally choose to do a 1031 exchange are ones that usually it's they're tired of being a landlord. They're getting to a time in their life or an age where they're going, I don't want to do this in five or 10 years. I might as well have an exit strategy and this will be my exit strategy. It's a good time to sell. So they often sell for that reason or there's a lot of other reasons. I won't get into them, you know, too many of them like deferred maintenance that you don't want to have to go through or you want better diversification or cash flow or whatever. There's lots of reasons to do a DST. There's reasons not to do a DST. And and certainly we have to keep our eye on the tax law, any tax law changes that might occur. There were a lot of proposals during the campaign that was going to do away with 1031 exchanges, do away with step up and basis, increase capital gains. So tax rates. So depending on which, if any of those go through, uh, the whole landscape could change in the DST world. But so far, so good. We've done over $100 million of Delaware Statutory Trust investments for our clients. And if you want to know more about DSTs, of course, we do have that website, madrona1031.com, 1031, referring to the IRS code there for uh, exchanges. And that website, once again, madrona1031.com. Brian, as you said, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics in this particular segment. I want to talk about President Biden's infrastructure bill. When we think of infrastructure, I think of roads and bridges and things like that. But this infrastructure bill also includes such things as the internet. It's 5G, free community college and pre-K. This is really going to cost a lot of money, and I think I know who's going to pay for this, right? Yeah, uh, it's not us. It will be the next generation that has to pay for it. As I used last week, my analogy was just you know, getting a credit card, you and I, oh, we get to spend how much? A couple hundred thousand? Great. So we spend it and the bill goes to our kids uh, with interest and they get some great photographs of our vacations that you and I took or boxes of old, you know, Nordstrom clothes we we bought and used up and they're in the Goodwill box right now. And that's what they get for their money. And not to say it won't do good things. Of course, it does good things in the short run, but there isn't really a mechanism to pay it back. The, The number's too big. When you start talking trillions, all of the money collected in personal income taxes is not as much as some of these bills in a year. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of it. If you doubled everybody's income tax, and some of us are near 50, 40, you know, 40%, if you doubled it to 80, you wouldn't even pay for what we borrowed this year. So it's not realistic to say they've created a funding mechanism for this stuff. So that bill has to be given to the next generation. Brian, uh, Moody's chief economist said that President Biden's infrastructure plan could marginally slow the economy down in the short term. And he's talking about 22-23. Do you think that that is an accurate statement or is it still just full steam ahead here, as we said earlier? Well, as I always say, there's pros and cons to everything. There's pros and cons to borrowing trillions of dollars. I I can easily identify the con. Someone's going to get the bill with interest and that's going to weaken our country. That's a con. A pro is it puts a lot of money into the economy. If you don't have a job and now you're building a, a bridge or, you know, most of the money is not going into bridges and roads. Let's not kid ourselves. It's, but maybe you're a child care worker or something like that and you have a job now. Okay, that was helpful to you. By raising taxes on corporations, well, it's not going to be helpful to your 401k plan balance. Okay. By raising taxes on small business owners that employ most of the people or, you know, many of the people across the country, you take money out of the hands of entrepreneurs that create jobs as their job, their entrepreneurial job, you will have a negative effect on the economy. So because instead of hiring somebody, they have to send that check instead to the IRS for an increase in taxes. So that would have a negative impact on the economy. So Brian, with all this infrastructure spending, I mean, how does this affect retirees? 
Well, when I say taxes are going up, it may not be going up for you. As a retiree, you may make decisions, oh, my taxes are going up, I better do X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're not the target. Maybe the target is somebody at a different income bracket or, or whatever. Maybe you should be creating taxable income through Roth conversions of your IRA. You really don't know. If you're listening, you go, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how to run that calculation. Well, we do. <laughs> so might want to get that looked at and those calculations done. As I said earlier in the show, there's all these different things that are more important than you know whether you bought this mutual f- active or a passive mutual fund is more important to know well, when should I be triggering gains based upon what I think rates are going to be or should I not be should I be deferring taxes should I have tax-free income analysis done on my portfolio there's a lot to this that we could do once we take a look at your individual situation So, Brian, if I'm hearing you correctly, I mean, when you do these financial plans, tax mitigation is always at the top of the list there. But when you take these distributions is crucial as to your tax obligations. I mean, is that generally the plan that you follow is timing when to take them? Yeah, there's a couple aspects to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Distribution strategy is huge. When should I take money out of my non-qualified account or my qualified account or annuities or whatever? That is huge. But even before that, if we have time you know, if you're already in your distribution phase, there's probably not a lot I can do about change what I'm working with. But if you're before the distribution phase of your life, well, we could start putting money into those areas that you're going to want to have later on. For instance, let's say you wanted tax-free monthly checks in your retirement. Well, if you're 70 years old, I can't put you into a fixed index universal life policy. But if you're 50, oh, absolutely, you, you could have a huge potential benefit of tax-free cash flow in retirement because you gave me time time to, you know, plan ahead. If I don't have time to plan ahead, then we're, we're stuck mostly with analyzing a distribution strategy. Brian, speaking of taxes, we know that the tax deadline has been pushed to May 17th for filing your income taxes, but that does not mean that you have until May 17th to pay the taxes. Is that still correct? Well, they've extended that too. So there there are some extensions there. So absolutely, and, and these things change all the time. So talk to your CPA about what's going on with that because these dates are fluid. And so we, you know, they're, they're like I said, they're changing them all the time. So these could change tomorrow, I guess, just keep your eye on the bouncing ball. How does this extension for the tax deadline, how does that affect the general investor? How does that affect the general person? Well, I would say that it's a good opportunity as you're analyzing, your, you're doing your taxes and so forth, and maybe you have a big surprise, maybe you don't. But it seems like this would be a good time since it's on your mind, it's fresh, it's relatively updated, it's prior year. Why not take this time to look at an integrated review of your investment strategies along with your tax strategies? What a great time to do that. And a lot of people just don't have a very significant overlap in that area. Brian, some financial advisors that I have visited in my past before I met you talked about this bucket strategy. Everybody seems to have a bucket and the buckets can be all different colors and so forth. I mean, is this just a general strategy that so many people use that doesn't have a lot of detail to it? Can you explain the bucket strategy? It is the most basic. I I hate to even use the word strategy. It's more of a almost a sales tool. Right. Let me dumb this stuff down so much that you feel like you understand it. (laughs) I understand that. I have a green bucket, a yellow bucket, and a red bucket. And I've seen this 
thousands, tens of thousands of advisors across the country. This is their strategy. The green bucket is the stock market. That's my growth money. My yellow bucket is my income bucket. And my red bucket is my safe money. So that's where I put my annuities and CDs and cash. Yes, you just need those three buckets. You fill up the buckets and then you'll have growth, income, and safety. Wow, that's a great financial plan. Are we done here? Yep. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, I'm being a little bit silly here, but that's how I view it. You know, when I go and I listen to or see something like this, oh, we have this unique strategy. Oh, not so unique and not really a strategy because there's, as I mentioned, there's so many other areas to financial planning. And yes, we will talk about growth assets, but that's just not the stock market. That could be your business. That could be your real estate. That could be a lot of different things. And we'll talk about safe money. But if you have diversification across different growth areas of the markets, then that increases your your safety essentially through asset type diversification. Cash flow strategies. I didn't hear taxes in it. I didn't see the tax bucket. I didn't see the estate planning bucket, uh, trust bucket. Where, where's that? And life insurance bucket, tax-free income bucket. Well, I missed that. Real estate bucket, your business bucket, generational transfer, charitable gifting strategy bucket. You know, we're missing a, a lot of, you know, that's those are actually add to a strategy an actual where we can use that word strategy as opposed to the bucket thing so if you're doing green yellow red buckets <laughs> uh you might want to up your game a little bit and, and, and improve on that Right. If your financial situation is a little more complicated, I mean, that's why Madrona Financial is here to help those people who have more complicated situations. I mean, if it's very simple and the bucket approach is okay with you, yeah, you can drive to almost any strip mall or down the street. And there's a financial advisor on one side and one on the other there, too. They all seem to have the same name. So if that's okay with you, that's fine. But if you want more, Madrona Financial Services certainly has more than just the bucket approach here. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, maybe you want a second opinion about the plan that you already have and you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. Once again, we invite you to call Madrona Financial Services for your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan. That number to call is 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. I'm often asked about tax planning, being a CPA and a financial advisor. People say, well, I hear I need to get to the zero bracket. And that sounds good on the outset, but really that is not, I don't think is the goal for a good tax planner because you're gonna pay taxes at some rate. The goal is to spread it out over your lifetime or put your taxable income, if possible, into years in which your rate is lower so that your average rate over the long term is lower and you pay less tax overall. So that to me is more the goal rather than getting to the zero bracket. Now there are certain investments that can get you into the zero bracket, such as fixed index universal life policies, or deferral methods using, say, Delaware Statutory Trust when you're selling real estate. But as far as getting to the zero bracket, one of the things that we often talk about is, again, spreading it out, level loading your taxes, taking advantage of lower rates. So let's say that you retired at the beginning of the year and your income's gonna be really low this year. You haven't started Social Security, you haven't started maybe a pension or whatever you have coming on. And so you're in a very low bracket. Well, you might consider doing a Roth conversion, converting some income from your IRA to a Roth and paying at the lowest bracket. Let's say that bracket is 12%. So if you're able to pay taxes at 12%, I'd say that's a win. 
Because if you wait and you don't do that and you wait until a lot of other income kicks in, you might be in the 22 or 24% bracket and be volunteering twice as much income tax as you would have had to pay had you taken it out when you were in the 12% bracket. Do you have a question about real estate investing, retirement planning, or taxes? Get your questions answered by the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Brian Evans and his team of advisors and CPAs are armed with the knowledge you need to take control of your financial future. Call them today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about tax minimization strategies. And Brian, you know, taxes are so important. People listening to this program think, well, you know, they talk about taxes a lot. Well, there's a good reason for that, because they are the most expensive thing that you'll face in retirement, that and healthcare. So let's continue to talk about taxes here a little bit. Different types of vehicles are taxed differently. So can you expand generally on the tax strategy that you take here at Madrona Financial? Yeah, it's not about getting out of taxes in the current year. It's about paying the least amount of taxes over your lifetime. So that might be spreading taxes out to keep you out of higher marginal brackets. It might be using tax-free strategies, using current laws and step-up and basis and so forth. So there's there's a lot to it, of course. The tax code is enormous. And, uh, you know, we have a whole bunch of CPAs at the firm that can help analyze that. But I wanted to kind of spend, we talk about tax minimization strategies, but I thought I'd do more client examples in this segment to help explain the, the concept. So the first one is considering a Roth IRA. You know, everybody's heard of a Roth IRA. Roth was the last name of some congressman. And that's a way to put money away that would grow tax-free. And when you take it out, it's tax-free, all the growth, all the money you put in. So for instance, if you're a young person, you can put, let's say, 10000 into your 401k and deduct it, not in a Roth, and deduct it, and you pay tax on 10000 less. Let's say you're in the 12% bracket. You save 1200 bucks. Great. If you put it into Roth, you don't save the $1,200. Well, that's not good. However, the growth will be tax-free. And you might go, well, I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Will I have growth? Well, I can say if I'd have done that with $10,000 30 years ago when I was working for a CPA firm, and that growth might have been 10 times because the market was maybe 3000 back then. Now it's 30000 Had I had it in the market, I'd have 10 times growth, and those 10 times are all going to be tax-free. I would say a Roth IRA makes a lot of sense for somebody who's younger. No question about it. So that's an example of just the basic Roth IRA concept. Brian, you said something pretty interesting just a little bit earlier about decreasing taxes, but sometimes you want to increase taxes. That just doesn't make sense. Tell me how that does make sense. Yeah. So for instance, let's say that you're 64 years old and you retired in in January. And you're going to wait until you're 67 until you take Social Security. And so you're going to spend down money in your in your savings and so forth until then. And you go call me up, say, oh, how do I get out of taxes? I, I hear taxes are going up and, and so forth. I'm thinking, well, not for you. Uh, what's your income? I had one month's salary at work. Social Security? No, I'm not taking it yet. Pension? No, I don't have a pension. Anything else? Not really. 
say, well, you're in the 0% bracket. You're going to want to trigger gains because you have, you know, $2 million in your 401k plan. And so we're going to want to start triggering gains now while you're in a low bracket. So we're going to want to add, we're going to do a Roth conversion from your IRA. We'll move the 401k into an IRA and then into a Roth. And we're going to move that money and volunteer tax at the 0 and 12 and and maybe even 22% brackets because we think you in the future when your required minimum distributions kick in and your annuities kick in and so forth you'll be in a higher bracket so we want to circumvent that now rather than paying the 32 or 40% bracket down the road why don't we volunteer the 12% bracket today so there's an example of when you want to trigger gains when you're in a low bracket year Brian, there's this book I've seen before, and it is heavily advertised, The Power of Zero, How to Get to the Zero Percent Tax Bracket. And there are all of these strategies out there trying to get to the zero percent tax bracket. But if I'm hearing you correctly, Brian, that is just not something that you realistically want to do. Yeah, let's see. My marketing campaign would be the power of under 20%. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, if that's I, better. If I have the opportunity, if I have you know a seven-figure net worth and investments and so forth, I am looking for anything under 20%. That's, that would make me feel pretty good about my tax situation. Brian, we've talked about Roth conversions insofar as taxes go. What about investment properties? Yeah, I mean, that's a tougher analysis because at least with Roth conversions, I kind of have a sense of what the tax laws are going to be going forward, but I don't necessarily have that same sense when it comes to investment property rules. I don't know. Uh, There's two ways it can go. I mean, they could jack the capital gains tax rate to where in the state of Washington, your top tier rate will be over 50% under the current proposals. And what that is, it's a 39.6% or ordinary top bracket that they're saying should apply to capital gains. Uh, The Biden administration wants that. They would add the 3.8% Medicare tax to that. So now we're well over 40. And Governor Inslee wants capital gains tax in the state of Washington on top of that, which would put us over 50%. So if that's the case, I might want to trigger a capital gain today rather than wait for those to kick in. And so there's another example of why I might want to volunteer tax now. Maybe you're at the capital gains. What's my rate? Well, I don't know. It depends on the how big it is and the rest of your tax return. It could be zero. It could be 15. It could be 20. It could be 23.8. It could even be more than that with the effect to other parts of your return. So these, these questions are not easily answered. I can't just sit there and know in a minute whether you should trigger capital gains, trigger IRA taxation through a Roth conversion, what we should do, because one thing is, like I said, I don't even know what the future laws are going to be. I do know I, I can calculate that based on what the current laws are, but it is a it is a tough thing to do. So this analysis, this, this talking through process is critical to good financial planning. Brian, talking about taxes and talking about real estate, it occurred to me, too, that President Biden had mentioned something about eliminating the step up in basis. That would have a tremendous tax consequence for those people who may be in the position to inherit a a home or property or for those people who are going to be gifting or those people who are going to be passing along that property. Absolutely. As I just mentioned, currently, if, say, grandma has a million dollar house and she wants to leave it to her daughter and pass along generationally, she can. When she passes away, there is no tax owed. The new cost basis is a million dollars. 
if it was sold, there's no gain. Or if it's not sold, of course, it has a new new cost basis. No problem. Under the proposals from President Biden and Governor Inslee, now that million dollar house would have to be sold because over $500,000 of income tax could be due if we do away with the step up in basis and pass these capital gain taxation proposals. Yeah, and that is a shame if that takes place there, too, because, I mean, the family farm could be simply just lost to taxes. It's so important, tax minimization strategies, Brian, and that is one of the great advantages that you have here at Madrona Financial Services, of course, having Bauer, Evan, CPAs, and Christy, and Carla, Stella, Bob, they all work so hard. When you do these financial plans, is it always a rule that you get Bauer, Evan, CPAs involved with these plans to minimize taxes? Yes, uh, we do use Bauer Evans CPAs certainly for doing the analysis on the uh, taxation, like should we do a Roth conversion? What what if we trigger our gain? What does that look like, et cetera? We also, though, a number of our financial planners are CPAs. And so some of us, you know, I don't have to necessarily go across the aisle, although I use all my CPAs for these things. I don't even know how to log into our tax program anymore. It's been so long <laughs> since I prepared a return. We do thousands in our, at our firm, but that's why I hire people that are better at that than I am. So, Brian, we've talked about a lot of things here insofar as taxes. Can you sum it up a little bit? Tell me what the next step should be. Yeah, we did talk about a lot of things today. We talked about the real estate markets, stock markets, financial planning strategies, tax strategies, 1031 exchanges, step up in basis. Yeah, it was a power packed hour here. And so you might be going, okay, my head is buzzing. My (laughs) brain wants to explode. I need some excedrin. But there were a couple nuggets there I want to follow up on. And so uh, what's my next step? What we encourage people that are considering a new financial advisor, as you know, and we generally have a $500,000 minimum that you would get a financial plan done. Now, you don't have to. Some people say, I'm not ready for that. I like what you said, but I don't know you. And I would just like to talk to one of your advisors first. That's fine. Let us know. And we'll have a conversation and tell you if we think there's something there that we should talk more about or not. And you can make that decision for yourself too. If you want a little bit deeper dive, it is free and we will do a financial plan for you. The reason we do them for free is because it allows us to give better advice and and analyze whether it even makes sense to work together. So we want to do a a real thorough job of that analysis. We don't want a client that's not going to be happy here. And so we want to make sure it's a good fit for us. We want to make sure that it's a good fit for you. So we're not going to hard sell anybody because we're looking for a fit on both sides of the aisle. And I think it's important to uh, mention here too, Brian, that sometimes you'll get a person come in who wants a second opinion on that financial plan and you will tell them, listen, you're fine just the way you are. I think your plan is doing well. So consider that the thumb is not going to be put down on you to sign on the dotted line. If you can make it better, you'll go ahead and do that. But if it's okay, you'll tell a client that as well too. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. It would be prudent to call Madrona Financial Services and get that second opinion or get a first plan. That number, 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. Or, of course, you can also request that plan from the website, madronafinancial.com. Brian, we covered a lot of great things today, but unfortunately, we're out of time. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Thanks for listening. Go out there, have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, Take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. 
It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com.